0: Hello and welcome to Football Masterminds, the show where we attempt to say intelligent things about football. I'm Reese Desmond, and I am here with two fantastic people to talk about the Euros today. So here, joining us again, as always, first up, here is Russell Toe.
1: Hey Rhys, hey Costi. I can't believe that this is the week. On Friday, we have the Euros coming up. Um, it's been a full year of waiting, or technically five years, since Euro 2016. But uh, yeah, I'm really happy and looking forward to speaking with you guys about the Euros.
0: Yeah, other than the Women's World Cup in 2019, we haven't had a major international tournament in a couple of years. So uh, it's it's exciting to to have another one coming up very soon. And now this man is very excited for it as well. Here is Kosti Kapoor hey everyone how's it going we are back and we're
2: going to be talking about something other than club football and talking about the euros for the next coming bit and covering like transfers and all the all the good summer fun stuff usually it's it's less to talk about with the euros it should be should be a fun stuff a fun summer here at football masterminds
0: you got it so the euros are starting this friday turkey versus italy the first match so we'll start there with group a And we'll run through each of the groups and share some of our thoughts who we think is going to make it far who's going to win the tournament who's going to be the standout players we'll discuss all of that let's start with group a here with italy switzerland turkey and wales obviously favorites for this group have to be italy are either of you particularly excited about this italian team or do you think they could be in for a rough tournament
1: yeah i'm pretty excited for italy i've never been a big fan of italy I think Italy is going to top Group A, but it's going to be difficult because uh, I know that actually Turkey, Wales, and Switzerland are good teams. Um, they're not pushovers. They can definitely challenge Italy. In fact, like I'm not going to be surprised if Italy doesn't even get first. Um, I think I think a good team in that group or maybe perhaps like a dark horse, actually Turkey. Uh, I'm aware that Turkey has done really well uh, in the past few games. In like friendlies and I think like Nation League, Nations League as well, they played last year. But... Um, yeah, that's that's just my thought. Uh, I think Italy is going to get first still. I think Turkey is going to get second.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there. I think uh, Italy with uh, Chiesa and Immobile, if they... If they do well, I think they can. They should at least top Group A, and then Turkey. I think I think is a good call for like uh, a dark horse second in Group A ahead of Wales. I think Wales is just an in slash out of form Gareth Bale, Joe Allen, and not many other stars in their teams, and Aaron Ramsey. But uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they're ahead of Turkey for me. Even mm-hmm. Turkey seems a little bit more solid to me. But I think Italy
0: should. I mean, should hopefully top this group turkey like you mentioned russell are in very good form heading into this tournament they won some key nations league matches italy as well though what roberto mancini has done so well for italy is sort of like reinstalling a very much possession-based system that is working very well for them where they keep a lot of the ball and so they don't have to do too much defending which is going to be key for this tournament because their defense isn't all that great they're still relying on two older heads at the back with Benucci and Chiellini and then their fullbacks aren't that great it's just Spinazzola, Florenzi, Emerson. The good thing for Italy though is that their midfield is extremely strong with Jorginho and Nico Barella, Manuel Locatelli uh, as well as Verratti and Pellegrini. They have a very good midfield and then as you mentioned Costi, Immobile, Chiesa, Insigne. It's a good attack. So Italy really have like a great chance i think of going further in this tournament than they did in 2016 but i do kind of see them just being like a possession based side who are going to get like a nil nil kind of draw and then go out and on a penalty kick shootout in the corner finals like they did in 2016. at least they made it to this tournament that's that's what i'll say so <laughs> yeah it was kind of disastrous in 2018 for them not to make it and it's even more a good job by Mancini. Um, And then Turkey, they have an excellent defense as well. I would say probably even potentially better than Italy's. It's close though with Sojanshu and Zeki Celek from Lille. They also have Kabak, although I don't think he's going to start ahead of Demiral, Uh, As well as OKU Košklu in front of the back four is a very good defensive midfielder. I could see Turkey and Switzerland both actually doing very well in this tournament. We didn't really talk much about Switzerland. Switzerland have a great team. It's there's no, like, standout stars, which is... What do you the... mean?
2: Sure. Shakiri <laughs> Yeah.
0: There's no standout stars here. But, like, there kind of isn't really for Turkey either. I just see more, like, standout players for Turkey with Yomaz and Chalunaglu and Soyuncu. I think it's a better team than, like... Kanji is probably Switzerland's best player, probably, which is not great, like... Jacka and... Is Jacka captaining for Tillman as well? I I don't know. I think it's...
1: I think Jacka is usually like the go-to captain at least in like previous friendlies. What's with that guy? How does
2: he... How does he become captain and do these stupid stuff and then become captain again? It's got to be something special, right? We don't know about what happens inside the dressing room.
1: I mean, it's probably his position and his kind of like status. He's a big name.
0: Yeah, he's a big name. He's a big name. He's, He's slightly experienced like he is... Vocal enough that he could be a leader, but you kind of have to lead from example when you're a captain. Like, I think he was captain for a little bit under one of the previous, like um, Emery for a little bit, and then that whole thing when he got substituted off of the pitch and like threw a hissy fit, and then Obama became captain right after that. But yeah, I think Italy, Italy go through, Switzerland go through, and Turkey go through. I think Italy, I see making it the furthest, but I do agree that Turkey and switzerland are kind of in that like for me they're in like the third tier of like potential candidates to say go to the semifinals or win this thing in the sense that they probably have like a one percent chance of winning and it'll be higher for sure any standout star from this group before we move on to the next one Who do we think is going to be the star of the group?
2: I want to see Chiesa star because uh, fantastic in Thailand. And so I think in the coming future, I think he might, he will be Italy's like standout player. So I'd like to see him start that sort of journey here.
1: I think Gareth Bale is obviously probably the biggest (laughs) name. He's the biggest name in the group, but in terms of his performances in the past season, I don't think he will be the biggest star. I think the biggest star is going to be Brock Ilmas. I think he finished the season with Neil very, very well. And I think Turkey are good dark horses as well. I think Burak Yilmaz will be the star of Group A.
0: Okay, so of course you guys both go for goal scorers. Uh, I'm probably going to go for Donnarumma, Jorginho, or Soyuncu, which is very open there. I know three picks, I only get one. Um, But I just think, like, Chiesa, there's going to be some rotation in that Italy attack. I don't think he's starting every match. I think Domenico Berardi comes in. Donnarumma and Jorginho, on the other hand, I see starting every game. So, I'm going to probably pick one of those two. But, yeah, I'm excited for Group A. I think it's going to be a close one. Like you said, Russell, I don't think Italy are, like, for sure just going through here.
2: I love Reese's love for Jorginho. Like, it shines (laughs) everywhere. He's so
0: good. I, I love underrated central midfielders and he is one of the best Um so yeah he's g- quite good
2: he is good he is good I agree with you I just don't know why so he is underrated he's quite good but in his position there are so many people that are better in the world that I just don't get your love for him like if that makes sense like if you don't love if you
0: don't like Fabinho <laughs> ahead of him I, I don't understand why oh Fabinho. Okay. Yeah, okay. Fabinho is okay. better than Jorginho yeah Fabinho is better than Jorginho but Fabinho is not at the Euros so let's move on to some other standout players here, particularly some standout central midfielders here in Group B. Denmark here have one of the best midfields in the tournament with pierre Amel, Hoiberg, Thomas Delaney and Christian Eriksen. And then Belgium a good squad yuri Tilleman's at the top of his game kevin de Bruyne, Romelu lukaku at the top of his game as well belgium look like clear favorites here in this group i think ahead of finland and russia and denmark
2: yeah finland and russia i think they'll play a couple of good games but then they'll bow out
0: i think after the tournament yeah. after this i don't even think they take the third highest points four places that are left no i don't think so either temo fuki needs to go on a good run if finland are gonna progress and russia did well at the world cup but i don't think they have it in them the only
2: thing with Belgium is that their like central defenders uh, are super old, yep. Or and and that is kind of an issue when it comes to the latter stages of the tournament, when people like say, Kylian Mbappe or um, suddenly I'm blanking on everyone. But say Kirin Mbappe <laughs> is Chiesa, running, yeah, Kieza is running, running at you, and you have Jan Vertonghen, just super old. I think or Toby Aldevera for that yeah. that matter. Thomas Vermeulen made the squad. Like he's thirty six. Yep. Yeah. Um I, it's just that like I think in the previous euros or the or the 2018 world cup even like just the fact that they didn't win those tournaments I think they're sort of in transition when it comes to defense um but if they can somehow pull that together I think they're they're really good and in first shot at least for the semis
0: Yeah I don't see Belgium winning this I I don't see them even coming close De Bruyne is coming like off of an injury Aiden Hazard's coming off of a couple of terrible years. Axel Witzel is coming off of an injury. Like you said, their backline is woeful. Thomas Mounier had a bad season at Dortmund. Carrasco had a good season at Letico. Trees Mertens is not at the top of his game. So it's basically like Lukaku, Tillemans, Carrasco, and De Bruyne who are in form and Courtois. And that's like five players when like, you know, I would take five players from Denmark possibly as well. I don't see Belgium winning this. I do see them doing well, but I don't think they're doing that quite as well as they've did in the World Cup.
1: Yeah, C- compared to, you know, the power horses like France and I e- even think like Portugal and England, I think Belgium is not quite up there. As you mentioned, they have a lot of they have a lot of star players that are injured like De Bruyne and Eden Hazard. And, you know, looking at the lineup is not the strongest. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I think you can also agree with me, I think they're going to get first in the group um, just because of like sheer firepower. But um, I think second place is going to be Denmark. I think Denmark can actually finish far because... Um, they've been really strong too um, in the past couple of years um, and this is also a fun fact they were the only team in the 2018 World Cup that didn't lose a game alongside France, so France and Denmark were the only two teams that didn't lose a single game um, within like 90 minutes and after extra time Denmark played both France and Croatia and they drew both of them but Croatia beat Denmark in penalty shootouts I believe this must have been in the round of 16 but uh, yeah, like Denmark's a really strong team. They have uh, Christian Eriksen. They have Casper Schmeichel. Um, they have one of the goats, Martin Braithwaite. So
2: <laughs> <that's>
1: <laughs> <tough>. <laughs> Martin Braithwaite. So, Champions
0: League winner Andreas Christensen as well. Yes, Christensen. Just yeah. Say.
1: Yeah, it's a very strong team. Um,
2: right?
1: I yeah. I the thing is, you know, in this in this Euros, you can actually get third and go through. So, um, I think the top three is just going to be Belgium, Denmark, and Russia. I'm not too not knowledgeable we. about Russia, but yeah, and also added by the fact that Denmark play at home, right? Hey, playing in their own stadiums.
2: Denmark also has bootleg Van Dijk and Yannick Vestergaard, <laughs> so don't forget about him.
0: I don't think he starts many matches here up against Simon Kieran, Andres Kinschensen, but maybe. Uh, but yeah, they have, they have a good squad. They have quite a few of Brentford's players from their uh, championship playoff winning team. And uh Hoyberg is just an unbelievable player. He applied more pressure to opposition players than anyone else in the Premier League last season or 2021 20, 20, 20, which is a little stat for you that some people might not know. He was very good in that time in midfield, often a bit underrated. Another um, player
2: who's better than Jorginho, by the way.
0: I don't know if he's better than Jorginho. I think is better. Just on the ball ability is just a little bit higher. Yes. Um but Denmark did win this tournament before in 1992, I want to say it was. And also one more thing on this, tur- on this group is that Belgium and Denmark actually did play each other recently within like a pretty recent competitive fixture and Belgium were the winners of that. Doesn't necessarily mean anything, but you would expect Belgium to have the edge over Denmark still and even if Denmark do have some potential to go far in the tournament. So let's move on to Group C netherlands austria macedonia and ukraine a bit more of a boring group i would say compared to some of the others but netherlands are the standout team here still kind of struggling to find their best form they were really good in the nation's league a couple of years ago made it all the way to that final up against portugal but since then they a lot of their players have kind of fallen out of form or aren't quite where they were a couple of years ago So um, how do you think Netherlands are gonna perform at the tournament Russell
1: the furthest I can see them if they were lucky probably quarterfinals I think they'll lose to I think they'll lose to any Of the teams that finish first in the other groups they'll lose to Italy they'll lose to England France Portugal Spain Germany, etc. I think you're right This is probably one of the boring groups if not probably the worst group in terms of like in terms of like the strength of the teams Netherlands they don't have Virgil Van Dyke. That's already enough to say that, you know, I don't think they're going to go far. Um, they have an informed Memphis Depay. They have Frankie DeYoung. On paper, it's it's just decent. It's not great. I don't think they'll go far at all.
2: I watched their friendly. Um, can't remember who it was against, but uh, I thought they played decently well. I thought Vine uh, Alden's uh, forward runs that he makes were really good. And he assisted a cup, he assisted one for Memphis Depay, I think. But the problem was that all the goals still came from Depay, and I don't know who else really scores
0: in that team right now. It's Wolfsburg striker Wout Weghorst, if he's going to be able to start, because Frank de Boer has always favored Luke Dion, which it seems like nonsensical when Weghorst has scored so many goals in the past few seasons for Wolfsburg. So I would really like to see Weghorst start. And then I think Davy Klassen can be kind of like a goal-scoring central midfielder, I think he probably might start over Van de Beek, but he's the four-two-three-one. If it if it's that, Vinaldum and Dion are definitely the midfield too. But I think that advanced role is a bit more up for grabs. Do you think Bergwijn starts? I don't think Steven Bergwijn made the squad. Oh, is he? They also might play like a back three as well with Daley Boone, kind of like a left centre back alongside Devry and De Ligt, because they have. A, I think they have a very good young left wing back, Owen Vindal. And then Denzel Dumfries is decent. Like, they they do have good players, like Joel Veltman as well from Brighton. I think this is a good squad, but I don't see them winning.
1: And so I just want to add also, like, if you're looking at the past games, they've played really easy teams as well, like Gibraltar. They played Scotland, right? They played Georgia. And it's not, I don't think it's still a good indicator mm-hmm. of how good they are. Um, they drew Scotland to all. Exactly, So, um, yeah. you know?
2: And I, I don't get how they drew because uh, that's the one thing I would expect them to be good at, is that, uh, is that defense. They have so many, like you like you mentioned, Reed, they, have, they have a decent amount of depth in defense.
0: Yeah, a good mix of youth and experience here, potential to do well, but I don't think Frank de Boer really has the chops to win the tournament, let's say. Uh, just a quick comment on Austria because I think they're probably going to be the second place team here unless Sinchenko is just like able to lead Ukraine to glory. Austria have a good team as well, there's a lot of Bundesliga players in here, like it's almost entirely Bundesliga players. One of whom of course is David Alaba who kind of plays as like a left winger for them rather than a centre back or a left back. So that's one interesting piece. Also Marcel Sabitzer kind of plays as like a striker alongside Sasha Kalajic. And that's actually a really interesting duo for them up front. So I think they have decent enough players to get out of the group, but not much beyond that to get further than that. Yeah, that's that for them. Yeah. Let's move on to what we are probably most excited to talk about with England, Scotland, Croatia, and Czech Republic. Actually, no, because this isn't the group of death, but this is an exciting group still nonetheless. Um, And we do enjoy talking about England. We've talked about them before big news this week with trent alexander arnold getting injured in the friendly match against austria and having to come out of the side in place of ben white from brighton costy i'll go to you first what were your thoughts on the alexander arnold injury and his replacement were you upset about it tell me the deets
2: Honestly, he did, after his, he was dropped in the March friendlies, he worked really, really hard to make sure that he was included uh, in the provisional squads and in the, in the full 26 as well. And then, you know, getting out just before the Euros when he posted that Instagram pic that we all talked about in our group, um, it, was, it was really sad to see. I was also surprised by uh, him, by... Uh, Ben White's selection then after, because uh, I don't I don't know if England needed another center back, uh, but, but otherwise, I think uh, the squad's as strong as, uh, as it has been in a long time. So, um, except for the golden
0: era where they didn't win anything. Yeah, you kind of felt like it had to be either Ward-Prowse or Wingard, and then it ended up being Ben White, which was unusual, but I do disagree. I think this was a very sensible decision. Harry Maguire still isn't 100% fit. It doesn't appear like he's going to make the group stages at all. And when you have Conor Cody, who's only really played in a back three, Tyrone Mines, who, like, is good, but he's not amazing. I think going with another center back seems logical, and he did seem not out of place at all in the matches that he played this week. So I think it's a good pick. He can also play in central midfield. I'm getting, like, more and more confident, though, that England are going to play a back four. It just seems that way, and... I felt that way the last time we talked about England. I thought they were going to play 4-3-3, and it does seem that way, but also could be a 4-2-3-1 if he wants to get Foden, Grealish, and like Sancho and Mount all in the same team, but that is obviously difficult to do no matter what formation you play. So I guess, Russell, what are your thoughts quickly on the Alexander-Arnold situation and then as well, how do you fit? Alexa Foden, Mount, Grealish, all in the same lineup. Um,
1: yeah, it's definitely very devastating for Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think he definitely deserved to be in the team. Um, I was still surprised that, you know, um, Gareth Southgate picked four right backs um, yeah. in the squad. And honestly, the whole England squad, when he released the 33-man squad, I think the, the predictions of, of who will not make it and who will make it is probably the most exciting times, right? Like, everybody wanted to know. Um, the seven players who didn't make it. And then, yeah, I definitely deserve to to make it. Very uh, Unfortunately, got injured. I also watched the match as well. Um, you know, didn't deserve to get injured. But in terms of England squad, I think they have so much depth everywhere. I don't think there's a single uh, player who would uh, come in for Alexander-Arnold that we can say it's the wrong decision or the right decision. Because I think England is just pretty strong right now. Even if we don't replace Trent Alexander-Arnold, so to say, I think it's still good. Like, I don't, I don't see, like, a glaring omission on anybody. I wanted Jesse Lingard to be in the squad. I wanted him to replace just because, like, you know, he has, he has flair, he's, Pretty big name it's also kind of like a meme to some people um but I it think would have been fun like, for sure yeah it would be fun to have him in the in the squad right
2: yeah actually on second thought reese after you put it that way i think that's a good i think it's a sensible decision with harry Maguire's potential injury i would like to see england go far because the boys need to bring it home you know that's just what it is
1: i really do want to give you my mid three and front three okay like i'm going to keep go it ahead. simple for keep simple. it simple four three three you know I just really want to look at the big names here, and obviously, like you can obviously change the formation, stuff like that. Harry Kane must start, I think. Phil Foden should be on the left side. I think Jaden Sancho should be on the right side, and then the mid three. I I think Mason Mount definitely gets a shot. I'm gonna put Mason Mount um, just because of his spectacular performances in Chelsea. Um, but then I'm not too knowledgeable of the rest. I think Jude Bellingham. I would pick Jude Bellingham. I think I want to. Put in like a starter and a youngster as well from Dortmund. He's a good player. I've seen him play a couple of times. He is a good player. Reese, I know you like him a lot. He's from Borussia Dortmund. A He's a good player. Jude Bellingham, Mason. Mount. Who's
2: your who's your
0: who's your sixth then?
2: Uh, can can Jack Grealish play? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Can Jack? Grealish?
0: It's Declan Rice. If you want to say Henderson, okay. But it's it's De- Declan Rice. Is, for me, is like the first name on this team sheet.
2: Yes, really, Declan yeah. Reese. Okay,
0: Declan, we'll put Declan Reese. Declan Reese is the first name on this team sheet for me, yes.
2: A three-man defense then i think Declan rice over henderson but if it's a four man defense that i pick rice and henderson together
0: i think you do need yeah. that with
2: england otherwise and i was reading that uh when they've played the three-man d uh they have uh only they have won 44 percent of their games and with their four-man defense they won about 80 um so it's an interesting thing and they've scored a lot more goals when it's four man defense like 60 odd goals compared to like the 15 or, or something so it does play a huge difference if they three or four at the back um and
0: yeah. and I'm, I'm curious to see what happens the henderson fitness of this cannot be underestimated like if he is fit then yes a midfield three of rice henderson mount makes the most sense but otherwise i think it's gonna be bellingham or phillips um starting in central midfield alongside rice amount if it's four two three one that, i still think it's either phillips and rice probably over bellingham just because i think bellingham's gonna give a bit too much like box to box dynamism when you already have that from mount in a four two three one especially i think you would want someone to be a bit more of a shuttler and shuffling with the play a bit more which is phillips i'm just still laughing about russell's midfield three and the chemistry there of Grealish mount and bellingham (laughs) where's the balance
1: okay i play a lot of fifa and I win a lot of games. And I found out that if you put your main striker in CAM, he makes a better CAM than an actual CAM. So you should always put attacking players in the mid as long as they are good with their feet. So or, I'd rather put Jack Grealish and Jordan. No Jordan Henderson.
0: Decent point you make, because Harry Kane does kind of play like an attacking midfielder already. And that's why he kind of needs someone to run in behind him like Sterling and Rashford. I want to start like Sancho and Grealish, but I don't know how you can start two players that are both so similar, where they just want the ball the entire time and are gonna win fouls and are gonna win dribbles. It's gonna be hard.
1: If you have a two-seven-one <laughs> formation, then you can put you can put Declan Reeves, you can put Jack Greenish, Mason, you can put everybody. Just play a I think you're missing
0: the point. <laughs> the, the point is that Harry Kane is gonna be like in the middle of that two-seven-one rather than being actually up front. So you kind of need someone to run a bit more, like Rashford, Sterling. To get proper balance here, which is why I still probably do start Sterling or Rashford because Kane's not going to play like a striker. He's going to be dropping into midfield. He's going to be playing with his back to goal a lot more. I think in most games here, they're going to need like Sterling or Rashford's pace in behind. Sancho is kind of that player, but
2: okay, I can I can get behind that. I can get behind who's second in the group, guys. What are we thinking? I for me, I'm just going to say Croatia. this. Croatia,
0: that's what's yeah. up. They've been in really bad form as well like the past year or so. Like they lost like four games in a row. But they have Modric, Kovacic, Perisic, Kramaric. It's a good team. It's not great. It's not World Cup 2018 good. But that midfield 3 of if it's a midfield 3 because it could be 4-3-1, but if it's a midfield 3 of Modric, Kovacic and Brazovic, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They, they definitely fall into the class of dark horses. So yep. yeah, you're also missing Rakitic. So yeah, Luka Modric he's not
0: in the squad. I don't think
1: what? No way.
0: I no think he's way. not in the squad. He's either maybe retired or just not here. Yeah, yeah, he's matter, retired. But, yeah, doesn't
1: matter. Oh, he's. Retired. I think he's retired. Yeah. 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 That's see. There's no way that he just doesn't make the squad. He has to. Really, yeah, you know. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> um but yeah it doesn't really change much they still get second for me for us i guess um still dark horse they lose to any top tier team
0: okay so let me ask you guys this question sue and su Foul or robertson and mctominay czech republic or scotland in other words
1: scotland probably
0: because they have like still kieran Tierney and john mcginn
1: yeah the, the thing is for me when i compare two teams it's kind of like i look at their previous like games in the past year and Scotland have done okay they've they've drawn Netherlands they're obviously like a third tier team Uh, same as Czech Republic they did beat Czech Republic not too long ago it was just a year ago but yeah that's the reason why I'm saying I think Scotland will kind of edge it out could be a draw
2: who knows yeah I haven't been watching Scotland uh before because I'm not super into international football when it's not like a big thing like Euros but just the fact that when I saw Kier- Tierney and uh, Robertson the same lineup I was like okay this team this team's going to be good because their left flank is just bombing forward yeah. like that's just it what is it is good. somebody in the middle just put that put those ball and um, on that note uh, Netherlands against Netherlands the first goal that Robertson ball was just oh god damn it was too beautiful
0: well yeah because that's the side with John McGinn as well who. Is Also very good. So it is gonna be a good left side for Scotland Can we just do like a star of the group here and then we'll move on to the next group? Who do you think it's gonna be Andy Robertson Andy Robertson really for third place Scotland? Uh, Loyalty,
1: by the way, I have Harry Kane winning golden boot for this whole thing
0: Okay, so it's gonna
1: be Harry Kane and the young star in this group is going to be Jude Bellingham
0: I'm gonna go for Mount or Rice as my star of the group not not Georgina well he's not in this group (laughs) i'm still picking central midfielders but yeah i think this group is going to be interesting between croatia czech republic and scotland but i think england are just gonna run away with it so we'll move on to spain sweden poland and slovakia a bit less of an interesting group here spain the undeniable team here with actually a very good squad just not quite as good of a forward unit as they might have had in the past with Gerard Mourinho and Ferran Torres looking like the probably best two players at that front line. But the midfield is very good with Koke, Thiago, Rodri. And the defense is very good as well. Sal I guess. I think Sal's not in this. You guys keep naming players that are not in the tournament.
1: I, I watched the Spain versus Portugal game. Oh, because they I, picked...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. They two? Uh, They picked like Adama uh
0: Sorry. Yeah, Adama Traore. Yeah, they didn't pick Sal and guess. They should have, I think he's just one of the best players in the team.
1: I watched the Spain versus Portugal game, and I'm, I was actually so, so impressed how Spain played. If I were to judge them on that game, and the, the Spain-Germany game where they won 6-0, I honestly think this team can possibly even make the final. They can go that far. They, pro- they will probably still lose to a power horse mm-hmm. like France. Um, maybe a revitalized Germany, to be honest. Um Like, that friendly the 6-0 doesn't... It's not like a reflection because it happened some time ago and, you know, things change, players change. You know, it's just a friendly. But Spain actually had everything. They had a solid defense. Portugal... I don't even think Portugal had a good chance. Portugal had... There was no way that Portugal were ever going to score. Spain, however... The reason why they didn't win, it was because Alvaro Morata was playing against them. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I swear, man. I, I swear that Morata was actually playing against Spain. Uh, he had so many chances. But if we switch out Morata with even someone like Diogo Jota, it would have been 3-0 easily.
0: Well, that's why I think Mourinho is going to start here at the number 9 position. Or maybe even Ferran Torres. But I think Mourinho is potentially one of the golden boot candidates even he had a very good season with Villarreal winning the Europa League and hey, I think he scored 23 goals in the league as well which is a very good number um pa Torres as well from Villarreal Aspo quite a Champions League winner they have America Port now from Manchester City so it's a good team I do see Spain doing well but like you said I don't I don't see them winning I do see them topping this group though because I don't think Sweden Slovakia and Poland have much to offer except for like a star each, really. Slovakia, not even that, but Lewandowski in this group. And then Sweden. They're without Ibrahimović. They're kind of relying on a much younger player who's coming through the ranks, Alexander Isaac.
1: Yeah. Could could we just make a comment on how Luis Enrique did not pick a single Real Madrid player?
0: What did you think about the Sergio Ramos omission, Russell?
1: In my opinion, I think it's, it's such a wrong decision to make. Um, like you could pick him in the roster and not play him, that would be fine. Exactly. But yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's. I think it damages the morale of the team. He's been the. He's one of the greatest defenders of all time, right? It's probably the best defender in the century, and he's still good. The the reason you know he yeah. hasn't played much games, I think he only played half of Real Madrid's games, which is not. It's not too few. It's not too a lot. Half the games is pretty decent. Yeah, I've, I've watched a lot of Real Madrid games too. And Ramos is almost always the best player. Not even defender, but the best player. Maybe the man of the match in the team, right? And I think it's such a bad decision to make. Um, if he joins the Spain squad and maybe in training, he's not well, he's not playing well. Okay, then don't play him. But
2: picking two less players and not picking yeah. your... Um, a leader, a winner... Uh, somebody who's widely regarded as one of the best to play the game is insane why is it maybe it's because of ramos's injury maybe injury history maybe it's because of his attitude towards uh the former barcelona boss like i don't know what kind of
0: weird rivalry is going on there but i just think it's insane let's move on to the final group here the group of death and then we'll get to some of our larger wide scale predictions here france germany portugal three of the favorites how did they end up in the same group it makes me sad but luckily the euros is a bit strange where the group stage doesn't even really matter and the top three teams go through no matter what hungary poor hungary just no chance here no chance uh, so let's start with france one of one of the favorites here possibly regarded as the favorite by many um, Benzema back in the team for the first time in years along with Mbappe and Griezmann Pogba Kante so it's a, a star-studded team here a couple of Bayern Munich defenders as well and Luka Hernandez and Benjamin Pavard Rafael Varane, Presnel Kimpembe. it's a very good team all around what did you guys think about the Benzema selection and how France might set up? Just, I just want to say I want them
2: to win because I don't know if you guys watched the France celebration when they won the World Cup. That uh, When they came out and presented the trophy at the stadium, at the PSG Stadium, I think. That dance and that like song, I just sing it every day. I, it's literally my top song on Spotify. I need them to win What's so that song? we can just hear that song. With the, Angolo that song? Angolo yeah, song? <laughs> the Angolo Kante song? It's not the Angolo Kante song. It's like, it's like a song about their entire team. Okay, I'm going to send you both. That yes, video, um, you guys need to watch this. But okay, on the Benzema, Benzema, um, like, I don't know where to start with this team, where to end with this team. They have, like, two 11s ready to go at all times. Just take your pick on whoever you want to start. Like, Giroud could start and you wouldn't be mad. Benzema could start, you wouldn't be mad.
1: France is obviously the favourites to win um, in the eyes of many. I'm guessing they're going to play 4 3 So the mid-three with Paul Pogba and Kanté, those are definitely the two that will start. And I think it's probably going to be like Tolisso.
0: It should be Tolisso. It really should be. Because it, Rabiot so- has not yeah. had a good season. And neither has Sissoko.
1: That itself is a good mid-three. Uh, probably goes up with Germany with having the, the best mid-three, but we'll get to that after. But they have so many forwards they can choose from. Like, honestly, Reese, even half of the forwards can play midfield.
0: Too. who can play it like what mid like central midfield because that's not correct
1: Antoine Griezmann.
0: you <laughs> to... can play as a number 10 but you can't play as a central midfielder uh, the,
1: uh, well nah okay I, I was kidding i was kidding but the myth <laughs> midf- but All the right, front three for lightly. me it's it's obviously going to be Kylian mbappe karim benzema <laughs>
0: Griezmann. griezmann's been one of the stars of the euro 2016 runner-up silver medal and the world cup win i think you have to start griezmann
1: you can but you can also recycle them with coleman lamar Dembele. like it's not nah. like they're not going to make the team so much worse in fact they could do more damage with them so yeah
0: i just don't know how deo upamecano didn't make this team like i think he's better than kimbembe and varan at this point so it's that one was a bit of a strange one for me but but it is a good team it is a good team
1: I don't know how Klamour Longley made the team. He is the worst defender in the <laughs> world right now. I don't know how The worst
0: he... defender in the world. I'd rather, put, That's fine. I'd
1: rather put Virgil van Dijk with no legs than
0: Longley. I don't think I don't want to, don't want to <laughs> yeah. But let's move on to Portugal next, who are my personal favorites for the tournament. And when we did this the last time, Costi, you also said Portugal, so I'm interested here now if you've changed that, but... For me, they have the strongest squad in the tournament. Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, Cristiano Ronaldo. And then for me, this is the best defense in the tournament. They have three world-class defenders and the Liga title winners. Jael Cancelo, Jose Font, Ruben Diaz, Rafael Guerrero. That It doesn't get better than that at this tournament. That's exceptional. And then in the midfield, that's the only major area where they are kind of lacking. With Jao Matinho, Ruben Neves, Renato Sanchez, and Daniel Pereira. Still a good team, though, like in midfield as well, because you can play just, say, Neves as a defensive mid and Fernandos and Silva's Silva as floating eights, which would be interesting to see for me. Like, I think this team is... I didn't even mention Andre Silva, Jao Felix, Diego Jota, so... It's just an unbelievable team.
2: It's either France or Portugal for me, for sure. They have two strong midfielders from uh, Wolves in uh, Moutinho and uh, Ruben Neves, and both of them can run like maniacs. So, kind of like box to box, but box, but also giving enough cover, uh, should be fine. But it's it's Wolves have had a terrible season defensively, uh, and that's one of my worries for this team is that their number six is that's just, it's not, it's not quite sure. It's not quite sure who plays that and how they go about dealing with that. But otherwise, I think it's just, I, I'm just scared about their number six, like who plays number six um, because France has that protection in Angola Kante. That's the only
0: thing, that's the only like point of contention that I'm, I'm concerned about with Portugal. I think that's fair, but what I would remind you of is Danilo Ferreira and William Carvalho were the number sixes in the Euro 2016 tournament and they won over... France who had Matuidi and Conte and Pogba as their midfield three so I think it could easily happen again with Portugal's attack being just so much stronger now if it's Daniel Pereira, if it's Ruben Neves I think they can handle it Bruno Fernandes is just so good then you have Cristiano Ronaldo you have you could start Jota or Andre Silva or Bernardo Silva? Yeah, there's a lot of goals. There's a lot of attacking depth and
2: a very solid defensive line. It's just that midfield where I just want to see enough cover so that they don't get exposed quite often and, and if Danilo Pereira start I think I think that should be I think that's a good lineup if you start either Ruben Neves or Jao Moutinho uh, based on the game and then you start Danilo Pereira at six and then you start Bruno Fernandes with them I think that's a that's a superb sort of midfield attack and then a defense as well and I can see them going really far whoever clicks quicker whichever squad clicks quicker and starts playing good football will win I think both of them have an equal shot I guess
1: I agree with both of you I think Portugal is a very very strong team on paper I actually think Portugal is actually one of the worst of the top the top tier teams. So like my top tier teams in my opinion, it's obviously France. I have England up there. I have Germany up there. I Germany? have
2: nice.
1: I, I have Germany up there. Um I have Portugal and I have Belgium. I think this would be my top five, like the top tier teams that nobody wants to play them. Um, okay. if they're in the category that nobody wants to play them, I actually think Portugal is one of the worst ones. If not, probably Belgium. But and I think what's gonna cost Portugal is actually um like kind of like yeah, like you said, the the number six role is not really there. They played Oliveira and Pereira, they weren't really that impressive. William Carvalho came on, he wasn't impressive either. Bruno Fernandes came on, also wasn't impressive. <laughs> it is one game. It is yeah. one game. I can't yeah. judge too much, but like I said, you're only as best as your last game, right? And yeah. so I think what's going to also cost them is the defense.
0: They have the best defense at the tournament. Don't start with me. They have the best defense at the tournament. Ruben Diaz, Rafael Guerrero, Jao Cancel, Jose Font. No one has a better defense than that.
1: I don't know, man. Kai Harvard scored past... Okay, nah, I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> That's a poor <laughs> argument.
0: <laughs> scored past Ruben Diaz when John Stones and Zinchenko and Moraes, or sorry, Edison were all out of position.
2: Le- Le- yeah, I don't know I what position he plays though. Like he plays like an attacking, goalkeeping, defensive mid. <laughs> man, he's a false
1: one. <laughs> he plays a
2: false
1: one. <laughs> Zinchenko is false... <laughs> playing a false two. And I, I think like I said, I think Zinchenko was he was watching a movie, man. He was looking at himself in the TV. He's like, look at me, I'm so cool. Oh my god, Kai Havertz is running
0: fast. Point is you can't blame Diaz for this. Like, what are you saying Kai Havertz scored to goal against Diaz? So that must mean something. But yeah, let's let's go to Germany next, who also have a great squad all over. Like you said, the midfield is probably the strongest at the tournament. Kruz, Gundogan, Kimmich, and Goretzka. You don't even need anyone else in there when they do have Emery Chan as well. Defense is pretty good. Matt Summers, Antonio Rüdiger, Nico Sua. Wingbacks like Robin Gusens, Lucas Costman. It's a good team. Uh, the goals from Sané and Gnabry and Miller, so I think this is going to be an interesting Germany setup. Joachim was final tournament with Germany, which is going to be, I think, one of the interesting storylines here. And can he go out with a bang on a very high note? Because they do have a very good squad. I really think Kimmich is going to lead the team to some really great games here. But I'm still like slightly pessimistic about their chances ahead of France and England and Portugal. They have a shot of
2: competing with either France or Portugal for the second spot. I think whichever team out of the, three, out of the two of France and Portugal click very quickly, they will take first spot. And then it's fight for second. Um, but I think Germany go through with the with the third spot, I think.
0: I think so too, which means they get the, the winner of Group C, which is probably easier and probably Netherlands there. Whereas the runner up here is going to play the winner of group D, which is probably going to be England, which is something to definitely keep an eye on here because England coming up against whoever it is, Portugal, France, Germany, it's not going to be an ideal quarterfinal or round of 16 match for them.
1: So if you were in a group of F, you 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 don't want to get second, assuming that England's going to get first.
2: Yeah.
0: You probably want to get third, yeah. You probably want to face Netherlands or whoever it's going to be topping that group. But it's not that every third team goes through, right? You have to imagine they're going to be all of them within that, like drawing games or each... They're each going to beat Hungary, which is probably enough. Absolutely smothered.
1: You see, I don't know about that. Like, it's a tournament. Anything can happen, right?
2: That's
0: true. That's true.
1: Anything can happen. It's an Um,
0: international tournament. Like, nobody really kind of knows yeah, what's going to happen. Portugal are going to win. I'm, I'm calling it right now. I know what's going to happen. Portugal going to win.
1: I think France will top this group. I think... Okay, France will top this group and France yeah. has the strongest squad on paper. I think Germany will get second in this group and Germany yeah. have the second strongest
2: squad on paper. I think... You're Portugal, really not about Portugal, eh? You just...
0: He does, he's not informed enough. This is ridiculous, Russell. <laughs> like,
1: Portugal gets third and Portugal have the third strongest squad on paper. That, Germany have the strongest midfield. And the strongest goalkeeper in the entire tournament. Germany has, right, Thomas Müller, we have Cruz. we have uh, Gundogan, we have
2: um,
1: um, whoever, right? <laughs> they're probably, probably going to be good, right? I, I would we go...
2: France, Portugal, then Germany. My yeah. choice, Damn. but yeah. honestly, it might change next week. Like I, I watch, you watch a couple of games, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. like this Germany team is just clicking, like no one else." So who knows? I I find international tournaments always like a like a weird situation where these players come in, and if they get a chance to click, they click. If they don't, they yeah. there's no there's no time for like improvement or nothing. I don't I don't think so.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm also going to add on the fact that, like, yes, I do think even though there's COVID and maybe not a lot of spectators, I think home advantage still plays some role. And Germany does play at home. Hungary does play at home. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, yeah, that that is my, uh, my predictions for this game. Yeah,
0: group. I agree with you, Kosti. France first, Portugal second, Germany third for this group stage p- specifically. But I would rather Germany come second because I would rather Germany play England than Portugal play England. I'm really worried about that uh, Portugal-England match because those are two of the teams I would like to see do well here. But yeah, so yeah, who do you think is going to be the star of this specific group? Lots of candidates here. Lots of candidates. I'm going to pick...
2: I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick... Conte.
0: angola
2: angola Conte. I'm going to pick Conte. Kante yeah. yeah is that the Kante. song <laughs> that... yeah that is the song it's it's amazing you should listen to the song you should watch that video and then come back next week and comment on it
0: I will Russell a star of the round Ruben Diaz perhaps
1: Oh, uh, you know how I'm going to pick Strikers
0: of course Timo Werner your favorite
1: Kylian Mbappe
0: <laughs> Kylian. yeah easy pick I think that's a, a a good pick makes sense logical he probably will start every game and he should and France are in good form
1: just for the record, I think okay, if France were to win this, which they should, I think the star the star club of the tournament is going to be Kylian Mbappe. I think he's he's gonna be the guy that scores the goals Probably. and plays them through. But like you said, like Angolo Kante, you know, he doesn't score, but he's that kind of like that hidden gem, that silent but violent player that like you have to watch every single game and you know that wow, he's actually the best player in the squad. You know what I mean? But
0: yeah. Okay, so I said Portugal, Kasi says France, and Russell says England. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yes.
0: Okay, so let us know who you think is going to win the tournament, and who you think is right between the three of us. Uh, Germany and Spain, obviously, contenders as well. Italy, probably not Belgium, Netherlands. I don't think so. But I want to ask before we end this, who do you guys think is going to make it the furthest of the the sort of dark horses? I don't know if there's another term. I, I don't want to use a term that everyone else uses. I like to be a bit different, but the sort of uh, Turkey, Denmark, Switzerland, the underdogs. Who do you think is going to make it the furthest of them, excluding teams like Italy, Spain, Netherlands? Looking for a true underdog here. Denmark. Turkey. Turkey. Okay, those are actually my two as well. So, I, And i probably lean more towards Kosti, but I do think Denmark are very good as well. We talked about them. We talked about all the reasons why, but yeah, I think for me, Turkey and Denmark are the two as well. Let us know who you think is going to go far, who's your underdog to go the furthest here, who's going to be your player of the tournament. Um. So, yeah, let us know all of your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. We enjoyed doing it. Kosti, where can people find you if they want to check out more of what you've got going on?
2: at Football Masterminds. uh we are going to be posting heavily about the euros about the transfer market coming up uh, about injuries about all that fun stuff and we're also starting to do a lot more lives given that the euros are starting and we want to comment on as many games as possible our lives are very quick very short very sweet me and russell or uh me russell and other guests we talk uh with 15 minutes on the clock we talk about uh, a particular game or a particular team and it's going to be quite more often uh than you would expect so go check that out and let us know what you think russell
0: where can people find you uh
1: you can find me at russell96 at instagram that's r-u-s-s-e-l-l THO 96 and yeah looking forward to all the lives to the future podcasts very very excited for the euros and also the copa america If it if it ever happens if it ever happens
0: yeah. Oh, you just shout out the copa america the very end of a Euro in 2020 Podcast it's very very russell of you Uh, so yes, thank you so much to all of you for listening You can find me at desmond reese at mastermind site on twitter and instagram as well Make sure you check out our spin the ball podcast this week where we're going to be ranking some of the mount rushmore the top four of different footballing categories so you don't want to miss that if you haven't checked out the first episode of spin the ball make sure you do as well thank you all for listening to this one have a good one and goodbye